It's Thursday. It's time for another travel log. If you are in a Vauxhall Astra, the new shape, on the way to Milton Keynes. If you are in a Starbucks in San Diego, waiting for the coffee, thinking there's no way they've got my name right. Then I'd invite you to join me. I am in Pontinha, which I'm sure they call Pontinha here, which I, hmm, what would that mean? I don't know. It is, it is, oh, tripping over stuff. It is in the northwest of Lisbon. And there's no better word for it. It's a bit of a ghetto. <laughs> in the ghetto. Yeah, it's, uh, I kind of like it there. That's the way I like it. It's it's weird because the internet is really good here. <laughs> I'm in an Airbnb, obviously. I always am. But um, the internet is super, it's like a super cheap Airbnb. It's like, what was it, like seven euros a night or something? And like it's nice, you know, good room, good place, nice people. But like, the well, the main pro is it's got fantastic internet. And the main con is I keep having to look out the window to check that the bike is still there. Yeah. <laughs> but I like being in the ghetto. I'll get on to why. Because today, today I'm feeling rather ill, rather sick. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a vast majority of the time... Uh, what's a nice word for spewing? I don't know. We'll go with that. <laughs> so I did have a lovely Brazilian meal last night. Oh, it's feijão com farofa. Oh, it was lovely. But uh, it's now floating around the pipes down here, so... <laughs> I don't know whether you can tell I'm feeling kind of ill. I'm still a bit, you know. But my body's kind of like... it's It knows what my family's like in a way. It's like... <laughs> that sounds weird, but what I mean by that is... One time me and my brother were uh, putting down this flooring, right? This hardwood flooring in this place. And... Uh, and he, <laughs> I'm like sawing something or something. And then I look round and there's just blood everywhere. And sorry if you're squeamish, by the way, but yeah, there's blood everywhere. And it turns out he, he hammered his thumb so hard that it bled. I've never seen that before or since. <laughs> but what was he doing? He was still putting down the floor. It was like he didn't even notice. And then I was like, man, you, you're bleeding on the flooring. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, do you want to? on a bit of tape or something he's like yeah yeah go on <laughs> and so that's what we're like so that's what my body's like right i know the drill go on let's get back to it you know anyway so <laughs> speaking of family i am bringing hi by the way uh i don't know whether i said that i'm bringing my mother out to rome when i get there on some well at some point in april and because she wants to see pompeii right bunch of bunch of people if you don't know about Pompeii it's this place and oh man I've just realized I don't know much about it so it's this place and I believe Vesuvius erupted Vesuvius right maybe and so the the ash <laughs> all of these are questions because I don't actually know and the ash I believe kind of went over the town of Pompeii <laughs> And or maybe city, I don't know. And then, like, kind of uh, preserved the people, like petrified the people in a way. You know, both you know, literally and and 
metaphorically. And so, and so there's like, you can see these people, well, yeah, you can see these people and they're just kind of preserved and they're like in boxes, you know, for some reason, I don't know, some of them, and they're just there and like, they've still got the looks on their faces like, oh no, I'm about to get, <laughs> you know, so, so she wants to see Pompeii and it's her 60th birthday. So she's coming out, she's going to see Rome, the Vatican, and because she's, she loves that, uh, is it Dan Brown? She loves the Dan Brown stuff, so she's going to come out and see all that. So yeah, that's going to be fun. And that's just after my friend Pete is coming, the old singer in my band, Keith. He's, uh, he's coming out to Sicily because he's a fan of The Godfather. There you go. That's all you need to go visit a place. <laughs> I'm a fan of The Godfather. I love those scenes. Let's go visit it where they were shot. So we're going to go do that. Shot, literally, and... Well, literally again. So... <laughs> Oh man, can you tell I'm ill? Still doing it though, still here. Anyway, <laughs> so what happens when I'm ill is I don't really feel that bad because like, it's fine. You know, everyone's ill, it's all right. I kind of like it because you get a day off school, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I'm kind of ill, but what happens is I get a bit like cynical, which for me, as you can probably guess, is a bit like out of character, you know? So I get a bit cynical and it might also be due to the fact that like... <laughs> that i'm now celibate so like there's the you know for reasons and so so maybe my dopamine's all kind of catching up with itself and stuff like that if you want to actually that's you know maybe not for the podcast but if you want to talk about that talk to me anyway uh so, <laughs> so and it's kind of all come about because well not the illness obviously but like this cynicism that i have at the moment is kind of attaching itself onto this other feeling that was roaming around in my brain before I got ill. And I was listening to, I was listening to Revolution by Russell Brand. Now, whatever you may think of Russell Brand, damn, that guy's smart, you know, like he knows his stuff. And uh, right now he's off getting a degree so that he can come, because he realized like, oh yeah, you know, I can say that I want a revolution and like, you know, I'm good at that, but everyone keeps asking me what I'm going to do about it. <laughs> so now he's going to go, he's he's off learning, so he's going to come back as an absolute beast. Anyway, so I was listening to that <laughs> and he was talking about this feeling and it's, you know, when you're reading something, you listen to something and you're, man, that's explained it so well. That's the thought I have in my brain. That's this this <laughs> neurological impulse I have and it's perfectly described using these words. And so it's this thing of like, because obviously he's working class originally and, you know, he kind of still is really, except for all the money and success and what have you. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when you are working class, so oh, I must preface, actually, if you're in the States, right, in England, we have we we very much have a class system right so you have working class you have lower middle class middle class upper middle class and upper class right the upper class which is the accent that everyone thinks we have <laughs> hugh grant etc that's like five percent of people it's very 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 rare right and so and then the upper middle class is like that's the rich people you know the upper class is like is like the not elite but it's like you know they're actually really nice. That's the thing. The upper middle class. See, I won't put my opinion under this actually. <laughs> but <laughs> the upper middle class, they're, they're really rich guys. The middle class is like, that's a lot of people. And it's like, you know, their parents have, you know, two or three cars and I don't know, they go to a nice school and like, th there's ways of identifying it and stuff. 
And then the lower middle class is a bit lower than that, obviously. And then they got the working class, which is probably, well, almost definitely, well, definitely <laughs> the majority of people, you know. And so he was saying, getting back to Russell Brand, he was saying that, because he's working class, right? When you, when you get out of that, in a, for want of a better word, because like in, in this class system, you're not allowed to move through the classes, right? So like <laughs> allowed is a weird word, I know, but if you're middle class and you're pretending in a sense to be working class, then you will be shunned by both the working class who know you're actually middle class and you'll be shunned by the middle class who say, why are you leaving us? And if you're working class and then you make good of yourself and, and become middle class, then you will be shunned by the working class because that's how it is. And you will also be shunned by the middle class because they know you're not real. <laughs> These are not my opinions. This is just, you know, I'm just talking. But so where, oh man, what am I going? Yeah. Okay. So he was saying that when you rise above these levels, etc., right, that you always have this feeling of kind of guilt in the back of your head where it's like, you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be doing films. You shouldn't be able to afford this house. You shouldn't be living here. And you always think that this, every, at any point, someone's going to open the door, come in and go, Oi, you, get out. You shouldn't be here. You know, it's like, it's, a, it's an, une an uneasy feeling. And I know exactly what he means because I am working class, but I am, as you know, at the moment, like going around Europe on a Harley Davidson, that is not something that working class people do, right? And so I have that feeling, that feeling of, it's not guilt, it's, I don't know, it's like a, I don't know, it's like, if you're American, a good way, not a good way to describe it, but a little bit of a metaphor, but like, it's like if you're, if you grew up in Texas you know, all your life, and then you move to New York and become a Knicks fan, it's like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a little bit like that, you know? So anyway, so that feeling's kind of kind of going about in me right now, you know. And so it got me thinking about about like travel posts, a lot of travel posts and people talking about travel and stuff. And so like when you look on Instagram, when you look on you if you search okay, search travel vlog on YouTube, right, and see what comes up. Eight, nine out of ten of them on the first page are just I was gonna say birds, but that's just me being really working class. It's just a woman on the beach, you know, in in the Maldives or whatever, you know, in a bikini. And it's like with it's that is to me and to, dare I say, my people, <laughs> that is not travel. That is not, you know what I mean? It's like that's, I agree that it is travel and that is their version, but it's not, it doesn't talk to me, you know? It's like, yeah, cool. Wow. You're, you're in the Maldives. The weather looks fantastic. Awesome. You know what I mean? It's like, it, yeah, I can't relate. I can't relate. And so that got me thinking about talking about money, right? Because surely this is the divider. Obviously, there's, there's certain different things that we would pick being different people. But money, this is quite a heavy one today. I realized I'm not making any stupid jokes. All of my jokes are stupid. But <laughs> but yeah, maybe well, it's because I'm ill. Come on, I'm ill. All right, anyway. <laughs> so... So what I'm going to do is, I don't know, see, I don't know the kind of class structure of the audience, but in this, I'm going to be talking to someone, could be you, right? But the things I'll be saying, it's going to be aimed at someone that's, let's say, 
let's say they're, if I think it's the majority of people, let's say they're in a job and they can get two weeks, three weeks off a year, something like that, right? Or say even they're hopping between jobs, you know? Like I've been there, like I've done, <laughs> I've got to stop saying like, I've done every job, right? <laughs> every job. I've uh, delivered parcels, parcel force, that's me, in a little van there, you know, delivering them, been a painter and decorator, right? That's what I've done, done restaurants, it's not that fun, it's the worst one actually. You know those, uh, you know on like cling film, or in America it's saran wrap, right? Or kitchen foil, right? You know the middle bits, the... Uh, kind of cardboardy bits yeah i used to make those <laughs> 12 hour night shifts six to six <laughs> it's actually super complicated it's a giant machine anyway <laughs> so i've done every job so i know what's that like so if you if you're hopping between jobs you know and you're kind of not settled in that you haven't got your career etc right and so and so you can get the time but you can't necessarily get the money right you can save you know good thing about the working class is we we do work out and so and so you can save the money but what what do you do with your saved money what if your saved money is not enough how much is enough how can you this year go out and travel somewhere and have a good time and experience what what travel is like maybe it's your first time experience what that is like on the money that you can easily save and then come back and then have a completely changed world and mindset how can you do that right so that's what this is going to be about i think it will relate to others as well because it's like it's a look into what you can do with your money you know it's like all these ones where it's like on the beach in the Maldives that's obviously not looking at that they the last thing they want to talk about is money and I'm going to take a quick break here actually because I realized it's gonna man it's super heavy is that just me that feels that maybe it's just me being ill but yeah I feel like I'm being heavy anyway so Sean Sean Whitehead the old singer in my band, and he was actually on this show way back in. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say season two, something like that. His story's super, super good, man. You really like that. But anyway, he is actually coming out here tomorrow. He's coming out here tomorrow because <laughs> it was a few months ago, and he he sent me a message. Hey, man, where are you gonna be on February 9th? <laughs> and I, I think it was in France or something. I was like, dude, I I have no idea. <laughs> like maybe Portugal. And he was like, all right, five minutes later, he sends me a picture message. Picture message? How old am I? Sends me a picture of uh, of a, a booked ticket to Lisbon <laughs> on February 9th. So it turns out I am here on February 9th. So he's coming out tomorrow for, uh, for a week or so. And so next week, we'll have a bit of Sean. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. So we'll bring the, we'll bring the energy back up. Because at the moment, I feel like it's down a bit. I feel like it's down a bit. We'll bring it back up next week. Right. So for now... I'm going to talk about, let's see, I'm going to talk about England, the US and Australia, right? Because I think they're the main listener. If, you, if you're elsewhere, this also works. But so if you're in England, right, I'm going to be thinking of going to Spain or Portugal, right? Because you can, for a lot cheaper, go to Amsterdam, <laughs> which every working class is either a really good idea or a really bad idea, right? <laughs> so I'm going to think of Spain, and, Spain or Portugal because they're both nice and they're both sunny. And, you know, English people like sun. For the US, I'm going to be thinking of Mexico, Brazil, something like that, you know. And for Australia, obviously Bali and Vietnam, something like that, right? Because these places, there's a reason where, there's a reason why people go to them often if they're from those original places, you know. It's like they're sunny, they're awesome, and they're cheap, you know. So I'm going to sit down. Right, where are we? So let's first look at flights. 
Now, when you're looking at flights, Skyscanner. Skyscanner is the way. If anyone doesn't know about Skyscanner, man, sort it out. <laughs> the app is awesome because basically you go in and you say, hey, I want to go from here to here if it's a flight, you know. They do hotels too, but I've never done it on there. But you can go, yeah, I want to go from here to here. And then you can bring up a chart, bring up a chart and like, uh, you know, what the prices are per each day. And it's uh, it's it's awesome. You'll love it. Anyway, so let's Skyscanner it up. So if you're in England and you're going to Spain... So with England to Spain, you're looking at you're looking at about a sixty pound round trip. That ain't bad. <laughs> that ain't bad at all. So let's write this down. Let's call that a hundred, right? Okay, one hundred. Right. So in the U.S. to Mexico, let's say you live in California because a lot of you do. You're looking about hundred and twenty bucks. Okay. So let's call that a hundred as well. So we keep that. Australia to Bali, depending on where you when you go, you're looking about. Let's see, you're looking about a hundred bucks as well. That's it. You can get it cheaper, but same to Vietnam, right? So we'll say a hundred bucks for flights, right? And then let's see accommodation, right? Airbnb. This is what I'm doing at the moment, right? Some of the time because I like to camp. Camping is nice, but at the moment it's a little cold. So I've been doing Airbnbs, right? And I have a limit on my Airbnbs. My limit is 15 euros. I can't allow myself to spend over 15 euros because that's ridiculous for a night, man. Like, you know, so, so 15 euros is my is my limit and it changes as to where you are. So right now I'm in a seven euro one. It's, it's actually quite nice. And, uh, like for 15 euros, you can get, an, if you, you know, kind of lucky and you know where to look, you can get an entire place. That seven bed place I was in, like way back when, that was, I mean, back in like travel log two or three or something, when I had that big rant about, uh, what was it? <laughs> I don't even know what I was ranting about, but what was I ranting about? Oh, it was like the system, etc. <laughs> yeah. So when I had that big rant, yeah, so that one was, that one was 15 euros, I think. Uh, a night and that was a seven bed place <laughs> i didn't even use the bedrooms man like i literally just slept on the sofa because it was next to the fireplace didn't even use the bedrooms anyway <laughs> so 15 euros for airbnb let's say okay drop my phone there we go i've dropped this phone like a billion times now it's the uh the iphone what's it called 10x whatever you want to call it and I've, man i have dropped it so much it's ridiculous but it's still going it's still <laughs> It's still going. Right, so let's see. If you spend in 15 bucks, we'll say bucks because like it could be pounds, it could be euros, it could be dollars, it's probably about the same. In Mexico, you're going to spend a little less and when you're in Spain, so it'll be a little less, you know what I mean? So let's say it's 15 bucks. So let's say you go for, say you go for two weeks, right? 15 by 14. I feel like I should know what that is. Oh, it's just showing me wheels. It's just showing me wheels that are 15 by 14. Actually, I might look at. No, I won't look at the wheels. 15 by 14 is 210. So let's say 200, because I like round numbers, right? Because we've added a bit more to the uh, to the flights anyway, right? So that's 300 so far, right? Food. What do you spend on food? Let's see. So if you're staying in Airbnbs and even staying in hostels, if you really want to, because like hostels are nice in the way that you can meet people, right? So if you're staying in Airbnbs and hostels, you can just you can just buy food from grocery stores. That's the word, grocery stores. And then uh, and then just cook it up, right? That's you can easily do that. Now that'll, that'll cost you at the most a fiver a day, right? But then if you eat out as well, let's say you spend uh, I don't know, let's say you spend a tenner on that, right? 
again, depending on where you are, if you're in Vietnam, this is going to be a lot cheaper, right? So let's say on average, you spend in, you could do it on a tenner a day for just food. This is not for anything else. So that's 140, let's call it 150, right? And then other stuff, right? So like stuff you want to go see, if you want to get a ticket to Pompeii, it's uh, 17 euros, by the way. If you want to get a ticket to the Vatican, 17 euros again. Everything seems to be 17 euros there, right? But if you want to do stuff, you know, if you want to go on the underground, or the metro, rather, if you want to get on the metro, that'll cost you, you know, like £3.40 or something, you know. <laughs> and then if you want to go do stuff. So let's say, let's say you have, let's give you 150 bucks, right? two weeks. That's just because your food's paid for, your accommodation's paid for. All you're going to be doing is hanging out with people and seeing what's about. So it's like, you don't spend it much anyway. So let's say you spend 150 bucks, right? And it's two weeks or whatever. So let's see, that's 200, that's 300, 450, that's 600, 600 bucks for that. Let's call it a holiday, shall we? For that bit of travel, right? So it's like, how fast can you earn 600 bucks? Right? How fast can you save 600 bucks? Maybe it takes two months. Maybe it takes six months. Maybe you save 100 bucks a month. Can you spare 100 bucks a month? This is the type of thing. This is the type of thing I'm thinking, right? And it's like, I realize how hard it is. How hard it is perceived to be for working class people. So it's like 100 bucks a month. Man, like <laughs> back when I was working, it's like I could never imagine having a spare 100 bucks a month. You know? What do you mean spare? <laughs> You know, it's like I'm barely affording the rent. This is how it is, especially this is maybe just an England thing, but like on, especially I can imagine minimum wage, but like on minimum wage, it's like, and the way the rent is and the, everything costs, it's like you, you can't afford it. Like that you're not set up to be able to afford this. You know, it's, uh, it's almost like they want you to, uh, to get debt. Okay. Let's not get cynical now, but <laughs> so I do understand how can I get my hands on 600 bucks, you know? But you and I both know it is possible. It is absolutely possible. My brother went through, not a similar thing, but like when he needed more money, when his, uh, this kind of personal, but you guys don't know who my brother is, so it doesn't matter. So when his missus left and then he had his child by himself, my niece, she's now 11 or something, <laughs> or something. I should know. I'm terrible with ages. That's my excuse. 12? 11? 11. 12. Anyway, so he needed more money and he was working a lot. He always works a lot. So he was working like 10 hours a day. So what did he do? He got another job. He started delivering pizzas in the evening, working 10 hours a day, coming home, going straight back out again, delivering. You know, these these things are absolutely doable. And I think a small trip like this it just offers a respite. Respite? Respite? Who knows? Offers a respite, I'm going to go with. Because it's like people say, oh, just finished a holiday. We're going back to the real world. I hate that, man. That's not the real world. Like the real world is, is out here when you're, not, when you're not bogged down by rent and mortgage and, you know what I mean, and debt and like car insurance you know so it's like it offers that small respite for that it offers that change of mindset it offers that view on the world that you wouldn't have had before it offers the start of your travel journey it offers the ability to start this new way of life that you want to lean towards so even if you go for a week 300 bucks then like you know what i mean it's like the first step there's a bunch of phrases i could say right now the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, etc. <laughs> 
you know, but it's true, man. Like if you want to just raise up that money, which is not too difficult, maybe sell some stuff and then just go out and try it. Go out and try it. That's all it is. If it's your first time, go out and try it. If it's not your first time, you want to go out and you want to see that again, just go out and do it. You know what I mean? It is absolutely possible. The only thing in your way, I believe, is yourself. So that's my thoughts on that. Man, I think I'm alienating a lot of you guys because a lot of you guys maybe aren't in this position. However, all I'm thinking about this is if someone is in this position, and I know that a few of you are, if someone is in this position and I'm, then they're hearing this right now, hopefully they're getting that feeling where that thought in their head is being spoken. If this isn't your position and this is like, man, I just want to go to the Maldives and get a picture taken in my bikini. So if, if you're in that position, then thank you for bearing with me while I talk to these other guys, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe I'll do one for you soon, you know, what bikini to buy, where in the Maldives, you know what I mean? Anyway. <laughs> Man, I'm so cynical today. I can't help it. I can't, I can help it. I can help it. Let's change this. Let's, let's swing this around. Let's go into some questions. <laughs> okay, so, not too many today. Not too many today. Let's see. So, Stan Downey got back in touch. He said, wasn't used to your format. Oh, I think he's explaining because, uh, what did he say in the first one? I didn't think I'd like your podcast, but I love it. <laughs> and I questioned him, why was that? So he said, I wasn't used to your format. I think that was why I was iffy about a show. Cool. Cool. I appreciate it. <laughs> the most recent episode was absolutely brilliant. Oh, thank you very much, man. Love that. Thank you for the advice and encouragement. I had never heard of The Long Way Round. Started it today. Love it so far. Yeah, man. Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman. Yeah, that's lodged in my brain now. So it's great. If you guys if you guys even like my motorcycles and you like travel and just a good TV show about two mates going and, and traveling together and just seeing what's out there and the things that go wrong and, and stuff like that. It's really cool. The Long Way Round. I th it, Did he say The Long Way Round? Is that what it's called? Long Way Round. It's pretty, yeah long way around with you and McGregor old Obi-Wan is in it so I'd check that out it's good he says plan on being in Munich and Amsterdam and maybe Italy the last week of September or first week of October you're invited well thank you very much and actually let's think last week of September I actually will be around both Munich and Amsterdam then because I I looked at like the climates of the of Europe in general and so I made a this is unlike me, but I made a plan. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's all color-coded and everything. So, yeah, I made a plan. And I think this trip is going to be ending a year to the day that it started, October the 16th. And so, yeah, I will be around then. And so that also gives me kind of this thing of, hey, let me know when you're in. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, if you want to know where I'm in, in Europe and you want to come hang out, then I'll be able to tell you. So if any of you guys are in or coming to Europe, let me know. Come hang out with me and Gloria. We're lonely. <laughs> we ain't lonely. We're never lonely. We love it. We have each other's company, you know. I talk to inanimate objects and pretend they talk back. It's good. I'm not going insane. So <laughs> this is from a friend of the show, Laura Russell. She says, I have a, I have a potential, but what kind of talk? I have a potential question for the show i'm sure your answer is a straightforward no <laughs> this should be good do you ever get bored while traveling 
I'm hearing you now saying to be bored of traveling is to be bored of life. That does sound like me, doesn't it? That sounds exactly like something I would say. I think I think I'm listening to a fictional version of your podcast in my head right now. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, let's see. Do I ever get bored while traveling? Hmm. Well, <laughs> man, I was just, that, see, the cogs are turning in my head. Maybe you could hear that. And it's like, I was going through this and then to this thought and then to this thought. And the thought I kind of ended up at was, it is kind of the same, it's the same as life. And I don't mean to be, <laughs> I don't mean to be bored of traveling is to be bored of life in a, in a kind of existential kind of weird way. But like, it's like, to me, travel, man, <laughs> actually, absolutely going to say what you said I was going to say. To me, travel is life. That sounds strange. But to me, I'm not traveling right now. I am, but it's like, I'm not on vacation. I'm not on a holiday. This is just where I live now. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's like, of course, of course, sometimes I get bored, right? Because you do in life, right? And it's like, there's all this stuff of like, hey, if you're bored, then I don't know. Like uh, people talk down on being bored, but sometimes it happens, you know, if it's like super cold outside, you know, it's kind of grim, right? And you're just inside and it's like, you've watched all of the trip with Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. <laughs> I would thoroughly recommend that, by the way. It's called The Trip and it's uh, it's a TV show. Man, I'm recommending a lot of TV shows for someone that doesn't watch TV, right? So season one, they go through to the north of England. Season two, they're in Italy. Season three, they're in Spain, right? And it is amazing. There's a lot of English references, so maybe the English people would enjoy it more, but it's seriously good. By the way, Steve Coogan is Alan Partridge, <laughs> if you didn't know that. So yeah, they go, oh, it's really good. So what was my point? Yeah, so if you watched all them and you're inside and there's, you know, and there's no one around and like you've got no friends apart from a bike that can't talk back to you, then of course you will get bored sometimes. And I know there's stuff to do, there's stuff to do, you know, but when you're bored, it's like you can't think of anything to do. Maybe it's a dopamine thing. I don't know. But it's like, and yeah, we all know what being bored is. Like, thank you very much, right? So, yeah, of course I do get bored, but... I find that the next day it's very easily remedied, you know, because you can just go out and find the cure to your boredom. This is what I like to do, you know. It's like, have you ever seen those people that will just walk up to a couple of people in a conversation and start talking to them? And they're really annoying. And this guy is so weird. What's what's going on? I'm that guy. That's me you're talking about, right? <laughs> I'm aware it's weird, but we do it, right? <laughs> no, it's just because, like, we don't need these social barriers of conversation. <laughs> it's like, man, come on, we're all people. Let's chill. And so, yeah, I, I go out and, and find the cure. I, I think it's good because let's think about the hero's journey again. I've mentioned that twice in two weeks. So, like, you need that thing to fight against in order to go on that journey. And if that thing to fight against is boredom, then you're going to find something, you know? It's like, because if you're not bored and it's like you're absolutely fine and you've still got two seasons left of the long way around or like, uh, what was it, the trip, then you ain't going to be bored and you're not going to do anything about it. So, you know what I mean? So, yes, I do get bored sometimes, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I should think of some things to do, but it depends where you are. If I'm camping in the woods, 
then I don't know, you can go for a walk, you can go for a hike. It's uh, these things, I mean, you know, how interesting is that for people that don't like hiking? If you're in the middle of a city, then that's relatively easy. This is actually, if you think about it in, in like a bigger sense, sometimes, sometimes I go to hostels, not because I like to not be able to sleep, you know, because of someone snoring and then wanting to, wanting to end them because it feels like they know they're snoring and they know you can hear it. They know. And they're just doing it anyway. <laughs> Anyone else get that? <laughs> what was my point? Oh, yeah. So sometimes I go to these places, the hostels and the like, because not because of that, but because I like to meet people and talk to people. I was in a hostel the other day, actually, when I got to, when I got to Lisbon, because I wanted to meet some people, because I was kind of bored of being by myself. Sometimes it does happen. And so I went there and started talking to this bloke. He was um, Liverpoolian bloke, if you're listening. Hello. And uh, he was a trucker. Right, badass. He went to these badass places, and like, uh, or rather, went with, around with these badass bands, rather. And so, um, he had some cool stories, man. And we talked about UFC. We talked about absolutely everything, man. We talked about travel. We talked about podcasts, and it was long ass conversation and <laughs> long ass, and uh, and it was just fun. And I just love connecting with people. So I'd say, if you're bored, connect with people. Not that that was the question, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> I swear I won't be this cynical and ill. I'm ill. Come on. Like two hours ago, I was like, what's the polite word for spewing? You know what I mean? So so thank you for bearing with an ill me today. I'm going to head out and find a big old bottle of water. And uh, what should I eat? Rice and beans? No, it doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. I'll find something. But anyway... Thank you for listening. <laughs> I'd appreciate your condolences over on Instagram. That's a great segue. And it's the Instagram is at Backpack Digital. In fact, I realized, you know, that, uh, that I love talking to people. And I think that kind of is out of not boredom, but like being by myself a lot. I was in the Harley uh, place because I need to take my bike in next week because I need to get it rejected. I know. Yeah, I know. Because it's like the guy before you don't care, but the guy before me, he put on these new, the Screaming Eagle twos, and he upgraded the air filter, and so obviously there's more air coming in, right? But then, like again, you don't care, but <laughs> there's more air coming in. But then you need an, an accurate air fuel mixture in order to have proper combustion, right? So with the with the more air coming in and the more air going out, there's more air flow, right? And so because there's more air flow, there's not enough gas, enough enough. Uh, fuel petrol in the mixture which is why the jets which are the things that spew out the uh the fuel into the carburetor carburetor the jets need to be a little bigger right a little bigger so we can just provide that bit more fuel to cope with the more air right <laughs> why am i talking about this but that's what i have to take my bike in for so i was in the harley place jesus and uh <laughs> and there was this girl there uh, beer what's the name there you go terrible with names so um and we started talking, we started talking about travel and, and uh, just everything, everything. We were talking for a good hour, like and the engineer came and left. We'd already talked through what's going on with the bike and booked it in and everything. <laughs> and we were just still there talking for that long. And it's like, I don't know, I love that man. And anyone that's been on the phone with me will, will say the same. And in fact, anyone that listens to this podcast will say the same because they say, man, you think he's about to end? <laughs> but it never does. <laughs> he just continues going on tangents until you're like 20 minutes ago from when it should have ended. Anyway, Backpack Digital on Instagram. Get in touch with me there. <laughs> and I shall speak to you there. 
Next week will be fun. We're having Sean Whitehead in the studio slash in the hotel that we will be at. Anyway, <laughs> nice to speak to you guys again. And this is future me, future Hayden, or well, present me now, but it's future me from when you, well, it's past me from when you listen to this, but it's future me from the me that was just talking, but which is still actually past me from when you listen to this now, but it's like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> after listening through this and writing down notes and what have you, I, uh, I realize it's kind of a downer. It's kind of a downer. Yeah, I'm ill, but that shouldn't be your burden. So, so what I'm going to do is instead of leaving with you, instead of leaving you, with, instead of leaving you with the there we go, the somber music that plays during the outro, I'm going to leave you with a song. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with a song. This is another song from that that practice we had, that rehearsal of the 10-year band reunion. This is the band that Sean Whitehead, who will be here next week, was in. He is the singer. I am the guitar player. The guitar player on your right, if you care. And uh, this one's a little more rough than the other one. <laughs> but it's super happy. It's like the happiest song in the world. So this is, I think, a nice way to round out this rather somber episode. This song is called Summer. And I'll speak to you next week. Woo! I saw the sun today. He told me that the future is looking great. Summer will never be the same. But I don't care what they say. I know that I'm something in the way. I won't let it slip away. I know the class today They told me that the sun won't shine again They're on a mission for the rain But I don't care what they say I'm not stopping for the rain So I pray Things will never change Summer ends but it won't go away But if I can keep my stupid childish ways At the end of this holiday Today